Uh, last episode, we were discussing, obviously, uh, the Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg's death, uh, what my opinions and thoughts on were about filling the seat. And um, it's a very complicated situation for everyone. Obviously, you see a Texas flag in the background, but uh, I was born and raised in uh, New England, Massachusetts, Rhode Island line. So um, definitely come from a little bit more of a progressive way of thinking. Um, though there's definitely uh, this state has a lot of Texas pride and it's, it's kind of cool. So with moving forward, um, we have to reiterate some of the concerns and uh, what we're going to discuss today. So today we're going to go over again what's happened since the last video, who's saying what, who's doing what. Um, and again, you know, this is your chance. If you're not into politics, if I'm going to offend you, then this is your chance to uh, leave. So let's get into it, shall we? So the first thing I want to do is I want to start this off with that both political parties are just vying for your vote and they're going to say and do what they will at whatever given time. There is no promises that they keep. And if you expect them to keep them, you're absolutely wrong. But, um, you know, the Democrats have been going back and forth against the Republicans, uh, you know, especially Lindsey Graham and Lindsey Graham definitely deserves it because he has to be called out. So, yeah. Um, but Eric Trump did some put together a montage or I'm sure it wasn't Eric himself. I'm sure he pays one to do it. Uh, a, a very interesting montage. So I'm going to walk you through the montage. You're going to hear voices and a lot of them you're going to recognize or, or you're going to. And we're just going to go back. Now, this is back in 2016. So. Here we go. American people deserve a fully staffed court of nine. The president. So that's Joe Biden, 2016. Here's Hillary Clinton. The Senate nominates and then the Senate advises and consents or not, but they go forward with the process. What we're seeing. That was Hillary Clinton. So again, this is all no in a way of saying, yes, they should fill that seat. That was the Merrick Garland one. When they were trying to put Eric Garland in in Obama's last term, here's Nancy Pelosi. Here, and I hope this is temporary, is a disrespect for the Constitution. The Constitution is 100% clear. The President of the United States has the right to nominate someone to be a Justice of the Supreme Court. Senate's function is to hold hearings and to vote. The block. So that was Bernie Sanders. Here's here was. Is Tom Kane or Tim Kane? This was the uh, vice president hopeful at one point. Blockade on filling a naturally occurring vacancy, in my view, is harmful to the independence of the Article Three branch. You cannot. So again, these are all Democrats coming out in 2016 that a, a seat should be filled. Keep a seat on the Supreme Court, which represents all of us. You cannot keep it vacant against the Constitution. Do pretty much everything they can to avoid acknowledging the legitimacy of our democratically elected president. The American people. Elizabeth Warren. Expecting the president's nominee to be given a fair hearing 
and a timely vote in the Senate. Every day. Again, Nancy Pelosi. Here comes Chuck Schumer. That goes by without a ninth justice is another day the American people's business is not getting done. I say to you, do your job. Vote for a Supreme Court nominee. Instead of... Elizabeth Warren again. Here's Kane again. Just saying the blanket rule is no matter who you are, no matter what your qualifications, because you were sent by this president, we will create a unique rule for you and refuse to entertain you. You hear that one? You hear that? That was beautiful. This guy just like open mouth and insert for it. It's absolutely, absolutely incredible. But again, I've always said in every episode, if you uh, watch or listen to me, that these guys are just vying for your votes and they'll say whatever they want at that time. You know, um, I said in the previous podcast, you know, for the longest time, the liberals have been, you know, controlling the narrative with the the media and uh, social media, you know, and now at that point in time, Trump and, and the Republicans have been packing the courts. So, I think when it comes down to this, um, it's a vie for power, obviously, and we're seeing that. But it's just quite interesting how a turn of events, you see the rules really don't apply. And it's really sad. This is not a good thing, though it's entertaining as hell. I mean, it really is. And it's no disrespect to the late Chief Justice, the late Justice, excuse me, Supreme Court Justice, but this is how both sides are trampling on what is the legacy of the Supreme Court. Now, it's just incredible. Let's finish this. One of the most important um, consequences of who is president of the United States is who sits on the United States Supreme Court. If you want to stop... That was Kamala Harris, by the way. Extremism in your party, you can start by showing the American people that you respect the president of the United States and the Constitution. Elizabeth Warren, respecting the president and the Constitution. Amazing, right? American people deserve a fully staffed court of nine. And of course, Joe Biden. But you know what the problem here is? They're vying for this seat like it's their seat. It's the American people's seat. The American people don't get to vote. They they vote in a president who puts up nominees and hopefully one of them gets through. But if you've ever noticed any president who's put in a Supreme Court justice, they have never followed to the T or the dotted I what you would consider party lines. They have dissented on plenty of votes. And I think that the Supreme Court seats, the vacancies, you know, the people vying to fill them, they're just like politicians in some aspects. But the only difference here is it's pretty much a lifelong appointment. So once they're in, it's like you're in. That's it. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, but um, it doesn't matter who gets in. Kavanaugh has dissented. Every, all of them have dissented at some point where they thought they would follow potty lines. And I think that's the sad truth of this is we're, we're forgetting that these people, they are people. And yes, they try to uphold the Constitution and the laws. But they have life experiences which help shape their judgments. So we got to keep that in mind. Now, what's moving forward, which is the funniest thing, and this is why I said last episode that 
I truly believe that the seat should be filled is because of two reasons. That the Democrats have been screaming for years, we're going to pack the courts, right? We're going to pack the Supreme Court. We're going we're gonna to lift it from 9 to 15 and all kinds of stupid numbers. And, of course, the threatening of violence. Now, the threatening of violence to me is the more important one. Because with a hotly contested election as this is turning out to be, we need to have someone in there, which I would call a moderate, not a progressive, not a conservative, someone who actually is in the middle that could be the swing vote either way. Because this is going to be um, not over in November. Um, both parties are claiming it. So this is not a one party versus the other party. But let's get into this because... <clears throat> this is something that's really, really important. <clears throat> so Pelosi turned around, and this is obviously yesterday, September 20th, right? Turn around and says that uh, she won't rule out impeaching Trump in order to stop the Supreme Court nominee. And the problem I have with this is I don't think the Democrats have learned the first time that the last time you tried to impeach this guy, uh, it solidified his base. It grew his numbers, and you didn't get what you want. As a matter of fact, you look like a total fool and a total tool. That's it. This woman is supposed to be like some, some like totally strategically like genius, but I just don't see it. Not when you're turning around and you're propping up a president you hate because of the fact that every decision you do is turning out wrong. And this is just going to turn out more wrong because it's just going to solidify his base even more. You're going to turn around and take people who are independent thinkers like me, and you're going to turn them the hell off. And we said it in previous episodes. A lot of uh, political pundits will tell you that this is all going to come down to, you know, um, the independent vote for the most part and the minority vote. And if you're turning off because you're taking one of the most powerful tools that Congress has against the president and you're just going to use and abuse it. This is probably going to hurt them in the long run, not just in the presidency, but all the way around. So that's that right there is the New York Post. This right here is CNN. Pelosi says she will not leverage a government shutdown to avoid Senate vote on a court seat. But I don't believe that because in this one right here, she's not taking anything off the, the ring. This is an interview she did. So. Let's listen. I don't want to go into instead. You know what instead is. And let me let me press you, though, on what happens. You said you want people to get out there and vote. But even that's no guarantee that the White House and Senate Republicans won't try to push through a Supreme Court nomination in a lame duck session, even if Joe Biden wins on November 3rd, even if uh, Democrats win, pick up seats in the House and maybe even the Senate. So what can you do then? Some have mentioned the possibility if they try to push through a nominee in a lame duck session that, that you and the, the House could move to impeach President, President Trump or Attorney General Barr as a way of stalling and preventing the Senate from acting on this nomination. Well, we have our options. We have arrows in our quiver that I'm not about to discuss right now. Uh, but the fact is, we have a big challenge in our country. This president has threatened to not even accept the results of the election. Uh, Both parties have, by the way, not have said made. that they would follow the results. So that's absolutely uh, ludicrous in itself.
I mean, think about it. Both parties here are basically saying that they're not going to um, submit to the results. And you know what? It's it's not your again. This is not your seat. The presidency is the people's seat. It's who they choose. And if it's not you, it's not you. I mean, that is absolutely astronomically uh, crazy. Right. So we need to really take a look at this. Has threatened to not even Oops. accept the result. I would want that to be would be to protect the integrity of the election as we protect the American people from the coronavirus. And that's we. I have faith in the American people on this Sunday morning. I hope and pray we have a vaccine and that it will be soon. But it must be safe and efficacious when we do. Not one day sooner. Not one day later than that. But the fact is, this administration has been a total failure in protecting the health and well-being of the American people. And so that's something that's, you know, really starting to bother me. This is a woman who turned around and who has been saying this since the beginning that the president is so bad and blah, blah, blah. But yet she goes out in public without a mask. Right. She got caught on camera without a mask. Then she turned around and sued the owner. Of the salon. Now, that was a woman who was a single mom with two young daughters under the age of 10. And this is a multi-million. She has like a hundred million dollars in the bank plus between her and her husband. She ain't hurting for nothing. And she's trying to put someone out of business out of spite. This is the type of people we have for, you know, leading our country. So you do as I say, don't do as I do. Shut up or I'm going to punish you. And it has had an impact on our economy. The lives, the livelihood, and the life of our democracy are threatened by this administration. So again, uh, when people say, what can I do? You can vote, you can get out the vote, uh, and you can do so as soon as possible. Ten states, as I said, on Friday, uh, started their early voting the, the day that we lost but, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning, Sunday morning. The, uh, the, the, we have a responsibility. We take an oath. Did you hear that? Did, I mean, did you hear that? I thought Joe Biden couldn't speak. Maybe she's just getting too far. I think she's like 80 years old. Maybe we should have age restrictions on these politicians. Because between Joe Biden and her, it's really starting to concern me that these older people who are running our country, they can't even talk to protect and defend the constitution of the united states we have a responsibility and it's funny how democrats always turn around and want to wrap what they're doing in the constitution but yet they try to change amend and not follow the constitution right and i think that's really the big difference between both parties is one is more of a traditionalist and wants to follow the guidelines of the Constitution and use it as a platform to restrict government. And then the other one saying, no, no, this is a jump off platform to move forward. But it's funny how moving forward always means we're going to restrict your rights. We're going to change things. And, and they, it's just it's just out there. So let's continue ability to meet the needs of the American people. Uh, that uh, is a. Uh, uh, when we weigh the equities of protecting our democracy requires us to use every arrow in our quiver. 
And finally, if, if the Republicans, though, still are successful, many of your colleagues have called for, again, if a majority has voted for Democrats in, in, in November, expanding the court in retaliation. Your response? Well, let's just win the election. Uh, let's hope that the president... Uh... So it's not a no. See, that's the one thing Nancy Pelosi always does. You know, even when it came down to impeaching Donald Trump up until the last minute, no, 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 no. And it's like, gotcha. But it's not gotcha. I mean, I don't know who she thinks she's fooling because it's not the American people. Ever since the expansion of the Internet and what not have you, we just got more information on our fingertips. And it makes people like this look like total retards. I mean, that's the truth of it. So this is, you know, Kennedy on Hannity. Uh, and you know, I'm, when it comes to Pelosi, nasty Palooza, as I call her, um, this is how this is. I, I go with him. Speaker Pelosi is one of those people who tried uh, Tide Pods. <laughs> now, I'm, it's, it's funny because, you know what? It's starting. I'm starting to think it's true. I'm starting to think it's true. It's sad, but it I mean, seriously, I mean, she's doing everything that's going to help Trump get reelected. Think about that. This, this, if she pushes for impeachment this time around, it's just going to make his numbers go up. It's just going to push people to him. And that's what happened the last time. I just don't see her being a strategic genius that everyone claims her to be because she hasn't won. She's not, it doesn't even look like she's going to win. And don't throw out poll numbers because, you no, know, and compare, you no, know, uh, Biden's numbers to Hillary's numbers because Hillary was winning too. And look what happened. So Nadler, uh, Jerry Nadler out of New York, you know, Democrat, uh, proposes Democrats expand and pack the Supreme Court in 2021 if Trump's nominee is confirmed. So this goes back to the beginning why I said this seat needs to be filled, right? Because they've been doing this nonsense for a very, very long time. And I just feel at this point that no one respects the Supreme Court. No, if if all branches of government, the three branches of government, are supposed to be separate but equal and um, and rule in their own way, and I say the word rule because it's it's real simple, you know, Congress makes the laws, President is pretty much you know the enforcer of the laws, and then you have the High Court which mediates the two um, to make things right for the people, and no one's respecting anything and. This is why we're at the civil unrest that we are. But Ted Cruz really brings up a good point here. And this was an ABC interview. This was some numbers. Now, obviously, numbers, the way you want to interpret them can be interpreted differently. But the thing, though, is the, the base result of the numbers never change. That's why one plus one is two in most parts of the world, because I say most parts because if you talk to extreme progressive leftists, one plus one is 11. It's a great way of thinking, but we're talking about basic math, not this astro whatever. And, you know, we're going to get whatever we want and we don't have to have any laws of science to prove it. Like, no, many men and women aren't women, even though it's genetically encoded into us. But let's let's get into this. Uh, if you look at history, if you actually look at what the precedent is, this has happened 29 times. 29 times there has been a vacancy in a presidential election year. Now, presidents have made nominations all 29 times. That's what presidents do. If there's a vacancy, they make a nomination. What is it? So it's happened 29 times in the United States history, and all 29 times 
the president has turned around and nominated someone. Doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. 29 times. Okay, they all did this. What's the Senate done? And there's a big difference in the Senate with whether the Senate is of the same party of the president or a different party of the president. When the Senate has been of the same party of the president, a vacancy occurs in an election year, of the 29 times, those are 19 of them. Of those 19, the So out of 29 times, a vacancy um, happened on the Supreme Court. 19 of those times, while a sitting president had the same majority party in the Senate. Understand that? Senate has confirmed those nominees 17 times. So if the party... So out of the 19 times that this has happened, 17 of those nominees were approved. So only twice in American history have they not. Twice. These are the same. The Senate confirms the nominee. When the parties are different, that's happened 10 times. Merrick Garland was one of them. Of those 10, the Senate has confirmed the nominees only twice. So you can see, you can see the trend here, right? You can see the trend. So he's saying only twice out of those 10. Well, they probably put up some type of moderate, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They put up some moderate because it was the opposing party in the White House versus the opposing party in the Senate. So, again, this goes back. This only makes my um, argument on this much, much stronger that, you know, we need a moderate, an independent thinking moderate on the Supreme Court. And, and there's a reason for that. It's not just simply your party, my party. The reason is it's, it's a question of checks and balances. In order for a Supreme Court nomination to go forward, you have to have the president and the Senate. In this instance, the American people voted. They elected Donald Trump. A big part of the reason they elected Donald Trump is because of the Scalia vacancy and they wanted principled constitutionalists on the court. And a big part of the reason why we have a Republican majority elected in 2014, re-elected in 2016, grown even larger in 2018, a major issue in each of those elections is the American people voted and said, we want constitutionalist judges. And so the... You know, in this case right here, um, this I, I, want, I want everyone to understand this, and, and I've said this in the beginning uh, in previous episodes as well. That in this situation, I do think you need to have uh, um, a leftist progressive thinking person on the bench. And the reason why is you need to have a balanced bench. And I'm not 100% agreeing with Cruz that we need to have 100% constitutionalists on the Supreme Court. I think, again, that we need to have progressive views that could be moved forward, wrapped up in the American flag and the Constitution so that everyone gets behind it and therefore everyone. And sometimes you do need that nudge even on the Supreme Court to keep moving. But in this situation here, I do not think a bench of 100% traditionalists and constitutionalists is going to be the best bet on the Supreme Court. So again, this is where, you know, I've always said as an independent thinker, I think I have it the best. Um, people would be vying for the independent vote, people who think like me. Um, but again, we need to understand that this is not a, Ru a Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg seat. This is not um, a left seat or a right seat. This is truly uh, a, so just a Supreme Court seat. Now, any president 
who sits there should want to have maybe a 4-4 split with one moderate in the middles, you know. But again, like I pointed out, these guys don't always follow party lines, guys and girls that are sitting on the Supreme Court. I mean, they've dissented in their votes before. So once they're on, they do what they want. That's just the truth of it. So another reason why I need, again, this just goes back to reiterate why I think that the seat should be filled is because of people like AOC. We need to size up what we are up against. And what we are up against is a profoundly corrupt, established network. Because this isn't just Trump, right? Trump would not be able to do any of the things. So the system is bad. Um, and and but what's so horrible to say is you're part of the system and you're part of the problem, right? When you're in politics, that's that's it. You're not you're not the savior, and she's not a savior. And God forbid everyone knows she's a goddamn idiot, right? But she goes later on in in, in the interview to sit there and say, or or what she put out that let this moment radicalize you. Again, you know, calling for extreme uh, extreme extremists and extremist violence. I mean. This is these are the politicians you're elected, and this is why, again, this just reinforces why this seat needs to be filled, period. And you can't change my mind on that because you guys keep calling for one thing that I am totally disagreeing with, violence. Okay, because the violence doesn't hurt people like her. The violence doesn't hurt people like McConnell. <clears throat> Nowhere have I seen them try to burn these people's houses down, right? That That's the truth. And then... You know, when you talk about the extremists, it's great. Like the, the Portland mayor had to leave his because, you no, know, they went to his house and tried to burn that shit down. I just, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's, it's, they're absolutely out of their mind bonkers and calling for more violence isn't the solution. That's the truth. So here we go. This is, this is, it should be. So this is, this is Biden. This guy is just, I'm telling you, this is elder abuse. Putting him up is elder abuse. I just don't understand why you guys keep propping this man up. He's not going to be able to make it. I mean, even if he gets in, I mean, it'll probably kill him. I mean, I don't know what they got this guy on or what they're doing, but my Lord, listen to him. It's estimated that 200 million people have died, probably by the time I finish this talk. 200 million people die by the time he finishes this talk. This was yesterday. That's just simply amazing. So let me put that into no um, numbers for you, right? So let's just turn around and do U.S. Uh, US population, right? That's Because that's, that's what we're talking about. U.S. population 2020. 331 million people. So he's saying more than half. So all you, so some people out there, all your family members, but a good majority, if we just turn around and did this, more than half of your family is dead. Period. By the guy that, by the time he was done talking. I hope he's still talking. I mean, you know we can't form sentences, but I just hope he's still talking. 
And this is the team, because understand this, this is not Joe Biden. He's reading, right? And he can't even look at this and understand what the hell is coming out of his mouth. But And people know this, and they still keep putting this shit in front of him, right? So this is the team you want in the White House, and you're complaining about Trump, right? So more than half of the U.S. is dead by the time he was done talking yesterday. I hope your family members woke up. That's all I can tell you. And then after that, What's he turn around and do? This is even beautiful. Biden falsely claims Trump campaign only asked him for Supreme Court list after Ginsburg died. And this is CNN. Again, if you listen to my podcast or you've been watching my show, you've been seeing that CNN, for the most part, and I'm very critical of them, and I walked away from them in in their news for a long time. I only used it for entertainment. But now they're starting to call stuff out, which is about time. Right. Because I think everyone's seeing the writing on the wall with Biden. This is what you're getting. This is what you're getting. We all know that's false. Everyone knows that she was in bad health. Trump was turning around and and, uh, putting out his list of possible candidates. And of course, he's probably refining it right now. I think if you watch the news, he is as of this morning. But this idiot right here. And this is the team. Again, this is the team, and this is the man that you want in the White House. This this is it. This is the guy. He's going to make your world better. He can't make his world better. How is he going to make your world better? Right here. It's amazing. So we need to wrap this up, but I really do think that at the end of this, you really need to start thinking for yourselves what's going on. I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not. And I'm not a left versus right fan. Um, but the but the left has really gone crazy over the past three years just because of you know Trump. And I get it. You don't like the guy. But all of the decorum in politics is gone. You know, and for politicians to call for violence because they're not getting their own way. And understand this. They're not trying to weaponize laws anymore, you know, or use filibusters and things of that nature to get what they want. They're weaponizing the U.S. population against each other. What is more disturbing than that? That your politicians don't like that they're not winning, so they're going to call you to go out in the street and act violence. It's pretty sad. So we need to start taking back our government. We need to start turning around and making things better for ourselves. So with that being said, thank you so much. Again, if you are um, watching me on Facebook, please you know follow me. Um, if you are watching me on YouTube, please subscribe and follow me as well. Any and all feedback is welcome. And if you are listening to me on the podcast, as always, I really appreciate you guys and, and your support and love that I've been getting. And I will see you next episode.